Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Welcome to Call Out Culture. Welcome, everybody. We're drinking a strawberry cucumber Aha sparkling water. Oh, that's sounds... um, has this has this thing happened to you at all in New York? Where in in Philly now, we we're becoming like so meta and self aware because like in the last ten years, like ninety thousand people moved into Philly. Yeah, um, and so they all want to be like locals, you know. So everyone now has like Etsy shops or like uh, local artisanal shops and stores and they all like take the typical philly slang and like our horrific accents and now like put it on everything so now like all the major brands around here will like use it on billboards like to talk to us and our own own stupid ass vernacular so one of them would be if if this was 1999 and then none of this existed i'd say dude i'm drinking sparkling water yeah we say water Water, yeah. Yo, dude, I'm drinking my water. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, when you watch like Mayor of East Town, that's all the fucking Delco. It's all that, yeah. So it's, it's, it's like right. weird, that weird O sound. Like, yeah. I remember when I went to go visit, uh, I used to hang out down there with like Diggs Darklighter. And Diggs. one of the times I was there, we were like, we went to like, got like pork roll sandwiches. And, um, <laughs> that's probably, like, probably John's roast pork. It could be, yeah. And then he was like, you want to get water ice? I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Water, water ice. Water ice. Go to Rita's. We'll get a water ice. Go to I, water. Like, I don't know what it's the fuck a water, water ice. ice is. Water. It's like, oh, do you know what an Italian ice is? I was like, oh. Yeah. Now I know call what you're water talking ice. About. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, like the last couple of years with Bryce Harper, he wears like those type of shirts. Yeah. Or, like the Philly spring trainings in clear water. And he wears a shirt to say clear water, like W O O D E R. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now it's like yeah. too fucking Hollywood. So, I'm not. Yeah. I'm no. not really feeling. I'm not fucking with this shit. It's, it's fun. I started watching. um it's always sunny in Philadelphia again. Yeah, you said uh, that. I didn't awesome. realize how um how on the accent Danny DeVito was. Oh, he well, he's yeah, he's he has Philly roots, I believe, or like does Philly he? Okay. Because yeah, none of the other he, dudes have it. Nobody nah, else like on the they. Show well, has well, because Rob is the only one from Philly. Okay. The rest of them are actors. Yeah. But like Rob went to the same high school I went to for an SAT prep program where kids used to get like robbed at knife point. Okay. It's called Saint. So George Rob is prep. Mac, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, and then he 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 bought um when he first got like his first little checks from that show like season three maybe mm-hmm. he bought um uh like this kind of cool like s- smokers nineteen seventies type of bar in old city and then called it Max. Okay, but this is like the show was like just picking up steam. Just like season off, yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure if that bar is even there, but yeah, like I remember watching the um LeBron's decision there with Jeff Weiss at that bar. Okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. That's what's up. <laughs> but it used to be called because that area, Old City, it's like all fucking douchebags like Armani and like like every worst trend in the world. Everyone goes to that area, Philly, to look like that. OK. And and Max Bar was like the last business left that wasn't douche city. That wasn't that. It was yeah. called. I forget what it was called. It was like it was like look like literally like a 1978 drinkery. Nice. You know what I mean, it just looked like shit. It was great. I love places <laughs> like that. It, yeah, I was um I hung out with Chris from Beerwax this weekend. Oh word. And um we were t- we were talking about drinking and shit. And he was like, So I like drinking sour beers, right? And he was like, oh, I've been getting the sours. He's like, when'd you first like when'd you get into sours? And I was telling him the story, like the first time I ever had one was at his bar. It was like years ago. And he was all excited. He's like, What'd you drink before that? I was like, Man, I used to go to dive bars and drink high life. Like that oh, was hell it. yeah. Like that was my shit. Like I would go I and I would get life. like Dude, you spend like sixteen dollars. I know. I'm getting fucking set. hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Highlights fucking best, dude. That's yeah, my man, that's the best. Here. Dude, I used to I used to go to, up to Albany a lot. We used to go to this bowling alley bar oh, the called the Bears. Drink, drinks will be like a dollar twenty at a bowling dude, alley bar. Have like three hot dogs, <laughs> six or seven beers, and you spend twenty bucks. It's the best. It's the best. It's wild. Isn't it the best? Like, like when wow. you go to a place like that, and you put you put like. You put like your five dollars down for the the drink, and they give you back bad change. You're like, yeah, you're like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, just... especially living out here, man. It's, it's nah, New York. Yeah, now, I remember the first time I was in New York like that, and I I put like 
It was like I bought like a fucking Yingling. I put a ten dollar bill up and they gave me like two dollars back. I was like, the fuck is this? Yeah. That was years ago, too. I was like, this is foul, dude. But anyway, yeah. we're me, me and Alaska are just fucking hanging out. I think that we did one before me. This will be like part of a two of a series. Alaska and Zilla just hanging yeah, out. Yeah, we just hung out and we kicked it because uh, Castro was on the road. Yeah, he's he's catching up from um banging out them shows with Prem and Norman Hammer and shouts everybody who went all those shows in Vermont, New Hampshire, Virginia, not Virginia, Maine. Yeah, uh, and then the boys are heading back out in early November for Canada, so they'll be nice. up there doing it, getting some much needed rest. Yeah, seriously, a lot of talking. Yeah. So you'll hear Castro if you uh, subscribe to Free Music Empire. If you're a paid yeah. subscriber, the episode's up now where me, Alaska, and Castro talk. Uh, Fifty, give Richard die a try, and with K Diggy and Dan, and then uh, yep. our latest episode is available to everybody now. Uh, and then if you're on our Patreon and you took part in our first ever call out culture fantasy basketball draft, which Alaska had no idea even happened. Um, I'm just saying, uh, like, Patreon people, I'm salty with y'all because I did the <laughs> fantasy football draft and and only me and uh, who was it? That Pete only me. Was that? Pete Bone. Was so it Pete Bone? Said, maybe. No, I think. Oh, uh, what's homeboy's name I from think, Houston? Oh, a big RNSD, right? Yeah, it was big RNSD. I, I think he bailed on the basketball one, but we had Pete Bone is in the league. Okay. He, he's in the basketball league. And I'm pretty sure the homie Woodpecker from Mars in the UK, he's in it. Nice. Um, and then yeah, Dan knows in the league, Griff, Prem, me, Castro, Alex nice. Ludovico, uh Shas my homie Max, and uh, my man Andy, DJ Skinny Friedman. He's in it. Uh I forget who else. Oh yeah, Shasta Prem Rock taking Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? Just- well, 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 my wife was, I told people in the, oh, and shouts to Robin E from next moment. They're in it. Right. Nice. When, when I'm driving home, pitch fucking black through from Collegeville to South Philly, my wife's doing the draft. She's like picking for me. And I kept saying to her, you know, is Ben Simmons still available? <laughs> She'd be like round three, four. I'm like, yeah, she's like, yeah, he's still there. He's still there. Right. And so last year, my fantasy draft, another league, it was like that with Al Horford, where I was in a league with all Philly dudes. And it was kind of like a big money league. And it was the season after Al Horford just was on the Sixers and they were pretty good, but he was just a terrible fit. And every pick, Al Horford would be like, best ranked player, Al Horford. And no one was taken for like 12 rounds. No one would take Al Horford because we were all Philly guys. Like, fuck him, dude. Fuck Al Horford, bro. Fuck him. So Simmons was like that in this draft because almost everybody I named is like either in or has lived in Philly. Or is a Sixers fan to some capacity? Like Dano's and maybe he's a Sixers fan. So yeah. half half the people in this fucking draft are Sixers and Jason. Prem's a, Prem's the guy who takes them. I don't even know what round he went, but I was like Prem, bro, really just let that go. But shouts to Prem taking the most highly contested basketball player, even yeah. before all the shit, even before all the shit happened. I was talking with uh with Paul and our and our homeboy Peter. We have like a Red Sox group text. Oh, that's a good um, text. So it's like every time the Red Sox make the playoffs, we just kick it off and we're like undefeated in playoff series since we've been doing it. Oh, that's awesome. And, Yo, um, I'm kind of salty at Verdugo, man. I loved him on the Dodgers. I love Verdugo. Yeah, man. He just hit a, he just was started off the first rally to get the first grand slam. You know, the Red Sox hit three grand slams in the last two games. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's insane. Yo. But we were talking about Ben Simmons and they were like, they're like, um, we'll take Ben Simmons on the Celtics. You don't you listen. <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. No, yeah. he's listen. He's I'll, I'll give people my, my quick. I mean, I've had literally hours of discussion about this man since July, June, July. Right. With every person I know, I'll say this. And I think we've probably talked about the show here and here and there. Me and me and Prem are diehard Simmons. It was like a Simmons jersey, of course, last Christmas. I took Simmons over Steph Curry last year in my fantasy league. That's how real it was for me. Right. So if anyone's <laughs> jilted and scorned, it's me. Having said all of that, he's he's a really fucking good player. The issue is this, and I'll wrap it up with this. The four years he's been in the league, you've had I don't, I don't know what, what the New York equivalent or Boston equivalent would be. He's he's the type of player where he's in a hotly contested market, right? Where people don't uh-huh. suffer fools. And he he he's meeting expectations. However, yeah. you have the contingency of the outsiders and then the sports talk radio shitheads that just trash him all day right so now yeah. you have like boston media and fucking bill simmons and all that shit 
then you also have you know fucking merv from roxborough here in philly and fucking Vinny from South Philly. He's a fucking pussy, bro. He's he's a coward. He can't fucking sh- Ben. Why don't you fucking shoot threes? What the fuck? Like, okay. So you're dealing with that on the inside, yeah. From your own f- friends and family on top of other people. So here you are defending him to two sets of people: the outsiders and then the insiders, right? Mm-hmm. So this year when they they blow it against, and, and we were recording the episode with Blockhead when they blew a 26 point lead at home. Right. Um, when that happened and then he is, he's not the reason they lost series, but his play was so catastrophic of a gaffe. That's the moment when he validated all the dickheads on sports talk radio. Right. And all the national people I'm saying he's a clown, right? He validated yeah. them. And then all the people defending him were like, you're, they were, they were right. He is a fucking pussy. So yeah. now, now we all hate him. Like I mean, he, yo, he had the cultist defenders like me and Prem. Yeah, and after that play, is like I can't defend you anymore, bro. I can't. Dude, he had he had an open shot and he turned it away. He he at six ten could have dunked on a five ten man and yeah, did a no look pass, right? Yeah. So, but again, there's a lot. There's a million other reasons why they lost that game in that series, but that play was like. It's like it's like Paul Servino and Godfather. I mean in Goodfellas when he gives Ray Leon the money. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, okay, now now I now wipe my, my hands. hands yeah, now I'm done. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Yeah. So that play is like not, everyone who defended you now turns their back on you. And the people that yep. hated you are being like, see, I fucking told you we should trade him. And so it's like he's he's in the worst spot in the world. But if he goes to Sacramento or fucking Cleveland or Minnesota or wherever, those fans are going to have to talk themselves out of that shit and be like, well, you know, he yeah. plays great defense. He can handle the ball. You know, the same thing we've all been doing here for four years. So it's like Carolina Panthers fans talking themselves <laughs> into Sam Darnold. Were you even when, even when the Eagles had, um, what was that quarterback? Sam, um, right before Sam Bradford. Yeah. Like f- Eagles fans, like talking themselves into Sam Bradford. Like, well, you know, I mean, if he's, if he's healthy, his completion percentage yeah. is pretty fucking I mean, great. Yeah. <laughs> they flipped him <laughs> for like three picks. Remember when they, when, like Minnesota? They like you know, flipped him real quick. He was so bad that they changed the the salary structures for rookie yes. quarterbacks because the whole him. league was mad. All the veterans yeah. were like, "Wait, so like- he made like a hundred million dollars and took like twelve snaps in his career." <laughs> Yo, he the most games he probably ever played in one season was twelve games. Yeah, and Max. he sucked. Max, yeah. he's had them big fucking shoulders and that hair. Yeah. Yeah, but he had like wasp, wasp Charlottesville vibes going on. Yo, he was like Cherokee or some shit. He, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he definitely he, had. Yeah, he had like that stoic face. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was, was um, yeah. he he was tough as shit in college though. He was, and he's gonna get his ass lit up all the time. Yeah, and but. then he started getting hit by like pro players. Yeah. <laughs> It's a whole different story. Yo, shouts, shouts to 150 episodes until we start talking about Sam Bradford on Call Out Culture Podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, we don't have a us. concept tonight. We're just kicking it. Um, we're just Alaska, kicking it. we were going to do this for Patreon only, but Alaska has a really cool um, comparison. So I, why, why don't we take our first Manscaped break? All right. Let's <laughs> we'll go to the Manscaped Minute. Yeah, let's do the, the Manscaped Minute with Alaska. And then, uh, so go, go clip your balls and come back. And then uh, press play again. We'll be right back. Peace. Hey, Call Out Culture listeners. I want to let you know about a new sponsor for Call Out Culture. That's right. We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best below-the-waist grooming champions of the god darn world. That's right, Manscaped. They're going to give you precision engineering tools around your family jewels. No more of those rusty scissors with glue on them that your kids were using. No more of those weird, like, kitchen drawer scissors that you're going to use that might give yourself a homemade vasectomy. You're getting the top-of-the-line tools with their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. It's 4.0, and it's the Lawnmower. You ever seen the Fenway Park outfield where they do the sock in the middle of the field? You could do that when you're drunk with the 4.0. Trust me, I've done it. And I've got the green monster. Well, it used to be green, but now it's not anymore. That's right, so... There's over 2 million men worldwide who have used Manscaped and trust Manscaped, and you could get down with this by using the exclusive offer. You're going to get 20% off, free worldwide shipping, if you use the code 
COC20 at manscaped.com. So you put that code in at checkout, you're going to get hooked up with the whole thing. That's right, 20% off, free shipping. That code again, COC20, and just go to manscaped.com. That's 20% free shipping, manscaped.com, and the goddamn code is COC20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job. Manscaped. No more having to use the power standard, fellas. Manscaped. The Lawnmower 4.0. Get your shit tight, get it right, and go to Manscaped. You can even get other things like underwear. You could get weird, like, not weird, I guess, good smelling lotions to put down there and make your stuff not smell like bleachy and weird like you've been running around all day. You get it all. Just use the code COC20 at manscaped.com and you will get 20% off, free shipping, and a beautiful set of balls that you can put on your Christmas tree if you want. Show your family. Everybody will be proud. They'll be like, look at my son's balls. They're so taut, so well shorn. And that's all because you went to Manscaped. So be the pride of your mom. Be the jewel in her eye. Go to manscaped.com, mother efforts. Peace. Come back. Three, two, one. Right. Boom, 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 boom. Call out culture. Oh, yes, we we're saying back. We're back. So briefly, we're saying, uh, yeah, so Patreon, um, if you join the Call Out Culture Fantasy Basketball League, shouts to Prem Rock for trying to bet seven. That's really the only point I wanted to get to. And that uh, shouts to me for getting an argument with my wife during the draft while I was driving. And it, it, it auto-drafting for me, because uh, she threw my phone, <laughs> and I deserved it, um, Kevin Durant over Joel Embiid. So I'm, I'm taking offers for Durant. Um, I, th- I mean, I just saw him in person last week. He looked really good. Uh, I-, I need to have one sixer. All right. I don't have any sixers this year. Last year I had Simmons. I had Shake Milton. You know, it makes me enjoy the game more. So I'm listening to some offers out here. Kevin Durant's available. All right. So um, Alaska had a a really cool talking point. And this he's he's our horror sensei. He's the guru. I like and a horror movie. You really do. And I think I'm smart because I've been watching the Eli Roth history of horror on AMC mm-hmm. every week. Or they, and they had on last year. It was great. Yeah, break I watched down, a like, couple of those. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Like this week was like psychic horror movies. They had like okay. Dead Zone and fucking um, Scanners and all that shit. Word. Um, then they had like Doctor Sleep. I'm like, that movie sucked. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks bad. Dude, it's so bad. Uh, and I, I had, like desire to watch that shit. They had like Stephen King's son talking about it he's like a horror writer too okay and i'm like they're interviewing the director and all this shit and i was like dude that movie was a fucking joke yeah that shit looked terrible i think i think you gave me the movie at one point i did yeah like you gave me a bunch of bunch of movies like free joints oh the screener joints yeah so i watched it on some like couple months went by i'm like oh maybe i'll check this out and by the time it was over i was like that was a complete waste of time i'm glad that didn't cost me any money um but that's neither here nor there talking illegal yeah. shit. Um, so you had a theory about Nas. Yeah. So and Halloween. So for the listeners that don't know Halloween that well, me included, you got you got to break all the whole history. All right. We know Nas. So yeah, so let's go into it. So so yesterday my daughter and I went to see Halloween Kills, which is like the latest Halloween movie. Yes. And it's you know, it's sort of like the last two Halloween movies have been like directed by uh David Gordon Green. Really? Um, yeah. Um, David Gordon. Fuck is his name? Um, why am I blanking the homeboy's name, dude? Uh, from Eastbound and Down. Danny McBride, Danny McBride. wrote them. Yeah, wait, like they're, wait, they're crazy horror on. fans. Hold yeah. the fuck on. Wait a second. Yeah. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride wrote Halloween. Halloween and Halloween Kills, and I guess Halloween Ends, which is the next one. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. This is so, very interesting. So McBride. yeah. So. We saw it and, you know, it was basically just like a, a kill fest, right? Okay. But I was like, there's this podcast I listen to called Halloweenies, which is like a dope horror podcast. Okay. And they were talking about it and they were like, some of them liked it. Some of them didn't. Right. You know, the ones that liked it sort of looked, went into it the same way I did. It's like, I just want to see like fun kills. Okay. Like, I'm not looking for like, you know, you to tell me an important social commentary. I'm no. not looking for like the Criterion collection, right? <laughs> um, no. So 
to me, it was like it did everything it needed to do. He killed 27 motherfuckers. He was putting wow. like fluorescent light bulbs in people's throats. He put like 17 knives in Lenny Clark's back. Oh, you know, it was shit. like shit was dope. Okay. Um, and when I was listening to it, the thing I started realizing is like Halloween fans are like obsessed with the very first movie, the 1978 John Carpenter movie. Okay. Which is like a classic horror movie. Okay, so let, let me kind of just pause you right there. Yeah. So over the weekend, I had to do like a lot of babysitting and hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of downtime also. So I watched a fuckload of Squid Game, mm-hmm. which which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I still um, have to watch that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not, it's not, I thought it was going to be like, you know, like Battle Royale. And it's not, it's got, and it's got like some good deeper overtones about, it's kind of like Parasite in that way. Um, yeah. And it's really fun and violent. Um. But then I was also watching the that Netflix shit movies that made us. Yeah. Okay. So I watched basically watched all of those. So yeah, because this season's all about horror movies. Yeah. So it's most and then like Robocop, which is fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Um always, yeah. Oh, it's great. So watching Halloween, it was Halloween Friday the 13th. Yes. Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Okay. So I have a passing view of these having either seen them all at some point, like some iteration of them, or mm-hmm. When it's around when it's around um, Halloween, they'll just be on and I'll catch like 20, 30 minutes here and there. Yeah. So all I know about the original Halloween was like, and I think I might have fallen asleep during the Netflix version, but just how because it was so fucking low budget, it added to the heightened horror. Yeah. Michael Myers. Okay, that's all I really know. Okay. so, yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of it, right? It's like it's it's. It's considered a classic. Like this, this right. one actually is in the Criterion Collection. Like Damn. it's that important of a movie. Like it created the sort of modern slasher genre as we know it. Right. 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 Um, it was it was a low budget movie. It went on to make a ton of fucking money, um, and it, it's a legitimately terrifying movie. Right. Like you know, it's just like this sort of silent killer that just like stalks his way through the night, hiding, coming out of shadows, like amazing right. soundtrack you know oh, yeah. the whole shit like they, they create a, a brilliant world characters you care about the whole shit like jamie lee curtis kills it yep. all the other characters are dope and there's just like little cool things in the dialogue like just the way like kids talk right like right. you right. know they mention like somebody like oh you know you want to go with ben tramer to the dance right so it's just like something like that like it gives you a feel like okay this is the town mm-hmm. like you're starting to feel things about the town like you kind of like get these people's lives okay and this killing machine gets thrown into it. Awesome. So the movie ends. Like it was only supposed to be a one-off movie. The right, movie right. ends where like, and you know, it's a 40 fucking two-year-old movie. So no spoiler alerts. Right. But Michael Myers gets shot by his psychiatrist. He falls off the balcony of the house. They look down. He's dead. Fucking right. Yeah. Boom. So they, you know, the psychiatrist is like, you okay? To Laurie Strode, who's Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, character. Yeah. They look back down. He's gone. Right. And then it ends where you hear his breathing growing louder and louder as they're just going to like the cameras going to all the spots that you've seen throughout the movie. Like, so it's Mm -hmm. just like, he's out there. Like the evil is out there, like, and boom, it ends. And that was supposed to be it. There was never supposed to be anything else. Right. Um, And it's a classic, right? Right. Like it's the classic. It's the one that set off the genre. It inspired Friday the 13th. It inspired Mm -hmm. like my bloody Valentine inspired all of that. And they said as much in the Netflix one where they were like, Oh, Halloween's a big phenomenon. Let's just make a movie exactly like that. That's exactly what it, they didn't even right. have. Friday the 13th didn't even have a script. It was just a title. It was just a title. And, and a they put picture. an ad in the paper. Yes. And boom, that's how that went. And so that came out and that raised the stakes. It made it more gory. So yes. now how in 1981, <laughs> Halloween 2 comes out. And it's a good movie. So wait, it's what, cool. year, what year did the first one come out? 78. Okay, bet. So the first one's 78. I think Friday the 13th was 80. 81 is Halloween 2. Like, boom. Slashers so, are making so a ton of movies Let me ask you this then real quick. Yeah. Do you think because the first Halloween came out during the 70s, which to me is like the best fucking era of movies. Yeah. Do you think if it would have came out in 84, if it if it is as good? Like, is it one of them just standalone amazing pieces regardless yeah. of whenever it comes out? Yeah, but I, okay. you know, it it might not have been able to come out the way it came out in 84. 
Fair enough. Right. Okay. And it's part of the thing, like with the movie now, like the movie can never go back to being what it was, even though they're always yeah. like, we're bringing it back to the original. I feel like because, OK, so the only one I saw in theater when it came out was mm-hmm. the Rob Zombie joint. Yeah. And I remember the, the thing at the time, because I remember seeing House of a Thousand Corpses in mm-hmm. the theater and in, in South Philly, when I went, like people started walking out of that movie. They thought yeah. it sucked. Right. And so I just kind of stayed because it was just like watching like the mind of like a meth addict with like a lot of editing equipment. Like it was just yeah. so fucking deranged. Um, and I was about remember, Halloween. No, no. The, the house of a house thousand. Of a thousand. Okay, word, I remember word, it yeah. was like banned and it was like delayed for like three years and there was all this hubbub around it. Right. Yeah. So then when he did the Halloween movie, however many years later, I was like, oh, and I remember the vibe being like, he's taking it back to like its roots or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember after it ended, I was like, well, it was just like, it was like a brutal kind of violence in that yeah. one, but I didn't know enough about the original to know if he did a good job or not. I just yeah. kind of walked out with being like, that was crazy as fuck, but I don't really know if it was good. So the original is a very quiet movie. Okay. It's quiet. It's like slow. It's methodical. Mm. Um, it like just creates like a sense of tension throughout the whole movie. Dope. And the Rob Zombie one is just like junkies yelling in your face. Yeah, it jump. wasn't quiet. I just remember no. like the whole like he's wearing a mask. He's like yeah. a fucked up kid wearing a mask or something. Yeah. And, and you know, it was a cool idea maybe to like explore who he was as a kid, but usually when you do that it just ruins whatever mystery there is. True. Right? So but he also didn't want to make that movie. He wanted to make a movie that was more like kind of crazy. Mm. Like it didn't necessarily deal with the Michael Myers origin story. Okay. Um, and it, it's similar to what he did with Halloween too, which is actually a pretty good movie if you take it out of the Halloween universe okay. and just like watch it as this is a horror movie. Some wild shit. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just kind of like some crazy shit. All right, so I'm but, real on you. Go ahead, go back to the original. Yeah. So okay. so basically, you know, for Halloween two, mm-hmm. um, the studio comes to John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, who did the first one, right. and they're like, "Here's a shit ton of money. Let's make this movie." <laughs> like Dino De Laurentiis. <laughs> Yo, shout um, to Billy Woods. Shout no, I'm sorry, Brian De Palma. De Brian De Palma's involved in it. Okay, because Billy Woods, and I always give Woods credit for shutting out Dino De Laurentiis one of his songs. Let me just see. Hold on. Let me just make sure. Because I remember seeing his name on one of the posters when I watched the Netflix, the movies that made us joint. And I was like, there's the, I always think of Woods. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be Dino De Laurentiis. My, my favorite not. Dino is Dino Cicerelli from Dino's... 90s NHL. Yeah. And he said about yeah, Paul right, Lemieux. So... I can't believe I shook this friggin' guy's hand. Anyway. <laughs> so it was Dino De Laurentiis. But they basically made it into a slasher movie, right? Now okay. it's it's a little bit different. It's not like... And this the, is post-Friday the 13th? This is post-Friday the 13th. Okay, okay, cool. So it's almost like the reaction to Friday the 13th. Correct. That's Yes, that's what I'm kind of figuring yeah. out. Okay. So... But it was it was a good movie. It was it was cool. Like, I remember watching as a kid and being kind of freaked out. I watched it again recently. Okay. I was like, it was cool. Okay. You know, it's not great. It's not nearly as good as the original. I don't think it's as good as the two that just came out. Ah, um, okay. I don't even think it's as good as like Halloween H two O. But Ooh, so that so that, that happens, right? Then right. the third one comes out. The third one has nothing to do with anything, and that was John Carpenter's original vision. His original vision was it was going to be an anthology series. Cool. Okay. Right. So every you know movie is going to be a different this? story. You know the thing about this too, real quick, was if it comes out today, right? It wouldn't be title yeah. Halloween. It'd be called fucking Michael Myers. Yeah. Right. They would like yeah. really drive that thing or even like the Saw franchise. It's about what's happened. Motherfuckers cut their legs off. Yeah. It wouldn't just be called Halloween. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. It would, yeah. would kind of clue you into like people are going to get killed. Yeah. Well, you even look at like um, Nightmare on Elm Street and um, Friday the 13th. Eventually they went on to be like. Freddy's Freddy nightmare. versus Jason, right? You Freddy's know, yeah, dead. Freddy's final nightmare. Jason, yeah, take, Jason takes Manhattan. Jason exactly. X. Exactly. Jason right. goes to hell. Like yes. all those. Yeah. Right? They, they kind of put the guy in the front. Yeah, and part of that's because of legal issues too. But that's a whole different okay. thing. Okay. So, so the next movie is just like this weird story about like these this guy that owns this mask company <laughs> that put like these microchips in the masks. <laughs> They're going to like kill anybody that wears the mask. Sure. All right. So I actually watched it for the first time last night. It's, it's wait, wait, wait. Is, wait is, it, is this a, is this a precursor to the COVID vaccine? It is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is. It's the story of the COVID vaccine. It's the actually. origin story, but yeah. as a mask, but it does yeah. the same thing. 
It does exactly gotcha. the same thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so then, you know, that movie flops. And so then what, they come... what year is Halloween three? Halloween three is. I don't have the whole thing. 82. Obviously. It's All called right. the season of the witch. Okay. Halloween. Okay. Yeah. That up. Halloween three. Okay. All right. Go on. So Halloween. then eight years go by. You got Halloween four return to Michael Myers. Then you got Halloween. Ooh. Halloween 6, The Revenge of Michael Myers in 89. In 95, you got Halloween, uh, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. So now they're putting his name in the fucking mix. They're putting his name in everything, yeah. Okay, so but then, 5, I remember And those movies girl. all suck. Yeah, they're all those bad. movies okay. suck. Yeah. Okay, but um, you know, you know it looks like real quick, and I remember this very briefly. I just remember mm-hmm. there was like a girl with like scissors and fucks him yeah. up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so like I feel like that's piece. like a reaction like Dream Warriors or something. It could be, yeah. I mean, we're like, makes, oh, like, oh, like we're, we're clapping at this dude. We're gonna fuck him up. You know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what it is, and it's like okay. you know, even like Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, it got Tommy Jarvis, <laughs> who who kills uh, Jason. Yes. Okay. Um. So you know, I mean, these movies suck. Okay. And it's like people are like enough, and okay. then Scream comes out. Ah. There's a re, you know, a fucking relaunching of slasher movies. Scream was the shit, bro. Scream is dope. Um, rules. so they're like, let's bring Halloween back. Let's bring in the dude that wrote Scream. It's the oh. 20 year 1998, 20 year anniversary. Yes. So dude that writes Scream. If you watch it, it's very much like a Scream movie. Okay. Um, so it but it's it's pretty good. It, it's a pretty good movie. I saw it when it came out because it was like, you yeah. know, LL like but isn't Bustin's Halloween? No, Bustin's in Halloween Resurrection. Resurrection. Okay, I which saw just comes out like four years later and sucks. Yeah, that I didn't like. I remember H two O. I don't remember. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Michelle Williams so, is in this shit. Michelle Williams and yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph wow. Gordon Levitt. Um, Josh Hartnett. Adam Arkin. This, Adam this Arkin. Cast is yeah, no, it's a dope cast. It's good. Okay. Yeah, it's All solid. Right, uh, and then so, you know, and in that one they kill Michael Myers off. Okay. Like I remember, like, they, don't they like cut his head off or some shit? Off. Yes, I remember this. Yeah. Okay, just spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. I mean, yeah, it's a twenty-year-old movie. Yeah, twenty. Um, it's now twenty years old, right? Yeah, but then four years later, somehow he comes back. Halloween Resurrection. Because he gets resurrected. Yeah, which also, is also like the COVID no, no, vaccine. he doesn't get resurrected. <laughs> they, they, they re retcon the scene where it's like there's this like it is a cult of thorn or some shit that like. Um, <laughs> They, they basically like head. pulled Michael Myers out, put somebody in Michael Myers uniform, and Jamie Lee Curtis killed like a, a gardener. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, no, babe. it's fucking ridiculous. Come on, dude. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so fucking dumb. And, and then, so, so wait, she's in resurrection, right? She's in it, but I think she she dies quickly in resurrection. Oof. But this is the one with like Buster Rhymes Buster. and Tyler Bank. Oh, my girl, Kate, my like, girl Katie Sackhoff's in this one. Yeah, yeah. Love her. She was yeah. a 24. Shouts to Katie. Yeah, so you know, basically, it's like it's a reality TV show. One, like, let's do Michael Myers in the reality TV show era, right? <laughs> so it's like you know, you got twenty four hours to survive a night in Michael Myers' house. Ah, uh, okay, that's the whole story, and it sucks. It's a really bad movie. Okay, so yeah, then it goes away bad. again. It comes back with the Rob Zombie joints. Yes, okay, like, you know, five, five, and seven years later, and people are like, "Oh shit!" Like you know, we're yes. gonna bring it back. We're gonna make it gritty. It's gonna be dope. Yes. And, you know, those movies, we already discussed them. Yes. And then, you know, another 11 years pass and we get the uh, Joseph Gordon or whatever. Uh, yes. Gordon Green. Dennis. John, I forget his name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That shit comes out Halloween 18. And it's basically just almost a remake of the original. Okay. But, you See, know, I'm, I'm definitely more polished. One, Halloween. It's good. I mean, I, I think Halloween. it's dope. It's called Halloween 2018. Okay. So, all right, so wait, all right, I, I just want to look. So. They did Halloween one through five. Yeah. Then six is just called the curse of Michael Myers. The curse of Michael Myers. Okay. But it's not called Halloween six. And, that's and right. that one has Paul Rudd in it. Just so you know. <laughs> awesome. Paul Rudd. I yeah. love it. All right. And then essentially Halloween H2O is Halloween seven. Right. Yeah. And that oh, effectively ends it. Actually, no, because this is where it gets stupid. <laughs> Okay, this is something on. that they do throughout this. There's um, 
they kind of like eliminate some of the movies. Like it's like we're just actually picking up from this movie. So H2O okay. in the H2O universe. They kind of like did the Superman movies. Halloween one and right. two exist, and then it goes to H2O. So all that other shit doesn't okay. exist in this And world. this is what they did with X-Men too. They did the it same is. thing with X-Men. Like, and, oh, and it's what X-Men they did with the 2018 Halloween. So the okay. 2018 Halloween picks up 40 years after the first one. None of the other oh, story exists. Okay. So then so, right, let, let me pause you one second. I'm sorry. Yeah. So the 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 2007 Rob Zombie one. Yeah. That that is a prequel? It's just a new timeline. It's like okay. basically they're just like redoing it, starting it over again. Okay, got you. And then the 2018 yeah. uh what's the name? Danny McBride joints. Yeah. That that actually connects to the first to the one very ever. first one. Yeah, so nothing after the first one exists. David David Gordon Green. I keep saying David Gordon Green. Yes. yes, Judy Greer's in this one. Will Patton. yeah, Judy Greer's in it. Yeah, it's I got a dope. To- your boy Toby Huss is in it. Toby Huss. Yeah, Toby Huss. Yo, peep this. The movie cost ten million and made two hundred fifty-five mil. Yeah, it God fucking banked. Damn. They the, really the, one, the new one made like fifty million this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, people want these movies. They like them. They do. So no, but, put it this way, the, wait, the, wait, the, the first one, the Rob Zombie only made 80. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I mean, but but they're they're sort of divisive movies, right? The audience is split. Some people love them. Okay. Some people hate them. Fair enough. Um, purists hate them, right? So I was listening to the Halloweenies podcast and they were talking about like all the shit and like right. you know, they've basically done like recaps of every single movie. Like they just okay. basically they take a horror franchise, they watch it and they talk about it. Right, right. So they were talking about it and I was just listening to them talk about it. And I was like, you guys sound like Elmatic fans. Whoa. Like the ones that hate it because it's like they're obsessed with this original out the box genre changing thing. Yes. That nothing after it can ever possibly live up to again. No, no. You know, and then I really started like looking at the similarities between the two things right so the 1978 original classic inspired a whole genre of shit to follow after Um, nomadic same shit right rebirth in new york rap boom yes so halloween 2 is all this other shit is blowing up now right everybody's checking this other shit like right no you're checking jason you're checking um you know my bloody valentine you're checking all this shit like the game keeps getting up so boom, we're gonna make a slasher movie that's a response to that. Yes, and then that's what it was written. What it was written, right? Catch it was written is like you know he's got to keep up with Biggie, keep up with all right. that, and woo, right? right? Yep. So it's like now he's making his reactionary record to what they're doing. They lot did the same thing. Right? Oh yeah, they did, but they all do. It sucks. They all do, yeah. But it, it's I, I, I want to talk about this later. But yeah, this is good. This is a good. H- point here's here's where it really starts working. The next three or four movies suck. So the next three Nas albums are I Am, Nostradamus. Yeah. I mean, it's not a, like a one-for-one comparison. Yeah, but it's the same thing of like diminishing returns. It's diminishing returns. Like just like, oh, this is really bad. Right. Right. And then H2O comes and you're like, oh. Ah. This, is, this isn't what it. Yeah. This is still Matic. Like it's not right. what it was, but it's like a newer, crisper version of it. It's <laughs> sort of like, you know, a polished. It reminds me of the thing I liked before. Exactly. And it has really cool moments in it that I really yes. like. Sure. Not everything's great. You know, the Michael Myers mask is really weird. You know, Nas <laughs> kind of is like some shitty beats on the record. I mean, yeah, got yourself a gun. Not not a great thing. Yeah. But then everybody's like, like, holy okay. shit, it's back. Friday the yeah. 13th. I mean, Halloween is back. Nas is back. Nas is back. And then, you know, you get Godson, which is like, eh. You get a it bunch of like other look, shit. You know what I mean? He, yeah, got, it made you look, but you know. But then you get like hip hop's dead. Crossed. Hip-hop the, is dead. The, yeah. What else do you got in there? Like um a Streets Disciple, which I was playing Street's, today. Yeah, Streets Disciple. There's, there's some really untitled. good titles in there. Untitled is joyless. Oof. Yeah. Untitled's joyless. It's totally Life joyless. is good, which is really good really record. Good. So I'm, that's yeah. the only one that I'm yeah. having trouble with. I don't know where that one fits in. That that to me is the, the David Gordon Green joint. No, okay, the King's Disease not. one and two are. Oh, okay. Because they're very divisive records. Like some people really love them. Okay. Some people think they suck. Okay, so then in this camp, but then Nasir 
is the Rob Zombie ones. Because you're excited. Okay. You're like, oh, they're going to bring it back. It's going to be Kanye. Like, yeah, he's going to like. I feel like. I, okay, but. Okay. How about how we, life is good and yeah. us here is the Rob Zombie era. There you go. Because when life is good hit, he had the one joint called Nasty. Yeah. Where he's rhyming insane. off his fucking, he's just crushing it, right? And yeah. you're like, whoa. And then he has the song Locomotive where he says, trapped, trapped in my 90s M bombs and large pros on the hook. And yeah. you're like, whoa. And then the rest of the album is the breakup album. There's a couple club songs. And yeah, there's you know, shit with Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, you know, right. But it, it teased you so well being like, oh, he knows this is what we like and he's doing it. You yeah, know what I mean? But then and then the rest of the album just nah shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like the Rob Zombie one, again, I very I vaguely I only saw it once in the theater when it first came out fucking 14 years ago. But I remember being like, oh, like this is I remember the scene like in a bathroom, someone gets fucking destroyed in the bathroom. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And there's like a scene like in a fireplace or something. I can't remember, but there was a couple yeah, parts where I was like, like punching through the wall or like yeah, stabbing I just, through the wall. He seemed more in that movie as like a hulking. Like the thing, hulkish. Like he's so yes. Like he's a he's. You would look at him. You're like, yeah, of course I couldn't kill this guy one on one, right? He's a T one thousand. Yes, he just like like a nothing's really gonna stop this person. No, Um, but again, like after it was over, I was like, well, that was really cool, but I I didn't. It wasn't like man, that's like whenever when I saw Scream, like going back to what you said about that. Yeah. Scream really was like holy shit. As you're watching it, you're like, even Scream Two is like really cool. Yeah. And so when you're watching those, you're like this is a different league than watching some hulky, sweaty, you know, panting man yeah. kill the shit out of a bunch of people that kind of deserve it. Um. So I feel like that anyway. To tie it in with the Nas stuff, it's like, you know, like Nas when he wants to, he is the fucking best of all time. Like yeah, he when he wants has to, yeah. those moments, right? And then he just, but then other times you look around, you're like, but is this album better than the new Freddie Gibbs? I don't think so. You know what no. I mean? Like you kind of, or anybody, I, I yeah. just pick like, this is better than Pusha T's album. I don't know. I mean, these moments are these, you know, is this better than when you look back? You're like, yeah, but it's not. It's like, he's a freight train. So yeah, I, I kind of tied that, that and Nasir to the Rob Zombie pieces where you're like pretty good stuff. Yeah. You know it has I mean? some good like, stuff in it. Right. But then when you looked at albums that year, you weren't like, oh, this is the best album of the year. Yeah. No. You're like, well, these were cool. I'm glad I'm glad they're here. Yeah. I'm happy they exist. Yeah. And and King's Disease is another one. Like so so the, the, the two comparisons to me are this. They're both defined by the very first thing they did. Sure. Genre defining. Got you. Um, and then everything after that is like we're bringing it back. We're giving you the Halloween yes. you want. We're giving you the Nas you want. Yes. And it's just like a series of disappointments with the occasional sprinkled in like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Right. But it, so, it's something that huh. you can never hit that original energy again, because like the thing that it was, was such an original, impactful piece. Okay. That it's never going to like be matched by, by this artist again. Like there's no way Nas can make an album like that again. And there's no way they can make a Halloween movie. That's just this quiet right. sort of thriller. Yes. You know, it has to it has to increase the kill count. It has to be more violent, has to have like stunt casting. It has to have Easter. Right. Yes. It can never just be. Here's this like scary little story. Well, that that was that was my qualm with the Batman movies. Yeah. Where I was like, they've made 15 Batman movies and in none of the Batman movies is he the world's greatest detective. No. Which is his fucking claim to fame in the books. He's the world's best. He's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He it's not about anything. It's not about the fucking parents getting killed a thousand times on screen. Nope. It's not about the Joker outfoxing him and you know being just as elaborate, even though he's quote an agent of chaos, but he has the yeah. most plans in the world. It's about this dude, and, and so the new one seemingly looks like because it's based off seven and other, you know, big yeah. budget de- detective movies. But then the trailer, it's like him being an edgelord, like fucking people up and like I am vengeance. Yeah, but I think they're like hitting people with the Trojan horse with this one because apparently it's really just a two-hour detective story. That would be. But dope. they want to pull on the Edge Lord, Warner Brothers, Nolan, Ben Affleck punching motherfuckers to death. Yeah, 
they want to bring that back in. But I've always been saying like, yeah, the Nolan movies are really good, but he doesn't figure anything out. No, <laughs> he's he's never the smartest guy in the room. No, which he never. always he's yes. always that. That's why he outfoxes everyone. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I, I agree. Like the Nolan ones suck. I mean, they don't suck. The they're great movies, but right, they don't need to be repeated ad nauseum. No, not right? at all. Like shit, I want a campy Batman. I'm at that point now too, where okay, wh- why don't we take a break? I'm I'm, I'm going to throw in some reactions to this stuff because this all is right. fantastic. Let's take our second Manscape break. Yo, make sure you get to go to Manscape. Use our promo code. So yeah, your boys, your boys, twenty twenty percent off. off. Off that crotch grooming industry. It's booming. You know what I mean? Groom that crotch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep keep your front porch clean. <laughs> we'll be back. Call our culture. Shouts Curly Castro resting up after a good tour. Yeah. Double down, boy. New album, Vegas Vic from yours truly, Zilla Rock. First solo album. Since 96 Mentality. Out on Chong Wizard Records. Right now, available around the world. You can cop the digital on iTunes if you want. You can buy it for a G on Bandcamp if you're a real boss like that. However you want to get it, we got tapes, very limited, CDs also. Beautiful vinyl, all the artwork designed by PQ. Got everybody from Co-op Culture, Wrecking Crew, in the mix. Album executive produced by Disco Vietnam. Just join us, fly, energetic, fun. Roulette tables popping. Free drinks all night with the cherry in there. Whatever you want to get, we're doubling down. We're going to get in the car. We're riding out to America's place. Vegas Vic, Zilla Rocka, new album. Out now. Yeah. Steel's Kitchen, the new compilation from us, Wrecking Crew. The follow-up to last year's Raheem's Lament, dropping June 4th at WreckingCrew.Bandcamp.com. All new joints from Shrapnel, Career Crooks, Cargo Colts, all new solo songs from me, Small Pro, Curly Castro, and Prem Rock. Alaska's on there. Marcus Penn's doing cuts all up and then out. Peace. Fresh Kill's got a beat on there. Shouts to Canada. We got Jason Griff on this piece. Stan Ipkiss. Fatboy Sharif, our very dear friend. Scorsese, rest in peace. He's on there. Yo, man. Disco Vietnam, Dose 4 GW. Woo. Mastered by Cryptic, one of Adam's fam, and artwork and design by PQ family affair and our family's the illest record proof steals kitchen june 4th get it hey friends it's me your friendly neighborhood podcast host alaska and i'm here to tell you about an exciting new project that i just released with my friend jason griff you might know Jason Griff from his many appearances on the Call Out Culture podcast, as well as his groundbreaking work with the Griff Scorsese Midnight Express album. Also, his solo project, Fireside Chats. You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway, we just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. And Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot featuring Batboy Sharif and Animal Farm featuring Love Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock. And then the All Hook All the Time track featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro, Zilla Rocca, Def C, Rob Sonic, Breezley Bruin, and Open Mike Eagle. If you like the rap music, folks, you're gonna wanna get this record. It's a must-have for every true aficionado, and you could get it at insubordinaterecords.com. Alaska, out. We're back again. We're back. Landscape porch break is over. You know okay, I mean? so <laughs> so I want to throw something back at you about this stuff. Okay. Right? I think all this stuff is really interesting because I think. You're saying about like a campy, a campy Batman, right? Yeah. And so, 
since I've had a child, I look at superhero stuff as like, what is for him and what is for me, right? Yeah. So I'm as I'm getting older, I'm realizing now that comics, and I buy comics every week, um, comics are not for fucking kids. Period. No. Not yeah. at all. They'll have yeah. comics for kids, but the actual kids comic section in a comic book store, it's like getting like Japanese imports of fucking rap singles back in the day. It's like, well, we kind of have it to say we have it. Yeah. But no one's actually hanging out over there checking this shit. Right. So they have it where they'll have, you know, like fucking Blues Clues comics or Sonic the Hedgehog comics or whatever. Right. But it's not like real shit. The whole store is for fucking adults with money, not yeah. seven, eight year olds. Because eight no, year olds don't give a fuck. Right. So I, when I watch like Thor Ragnarok or Guardians, mm-hmm. like I've gone back and seen them in the last few months, and I'm like, these really are the best Marvel movies because they capture the idea that comics are actually for kids. And yeah. the characters are quite fucking silly if you really think about it, right? But what the writers have done is really make these characters worthwhile and have like real problems, yeah. which is cool without being, you know, like a brooding edge Lord Bruce Wayne type of guy. So those movies to me, like and Shazam, like they walked a line of an adult can rock with it all day. And then a kid can really like it. Right. Yeah. Versus a Nolan Batman movie. I can't see anybody under like 25 liking that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can like Joker as as a badass, but the movie, if you're like 15, are you gonna like that movie? You know what I mean? Like yeah. being the white and it, it's because it's all about like how far do you go to preserve a city? Like, you know, yeah, it's a lot of like it's like a lot of heavy shit in that movie. So when it comes to the slasher stuff and the and the like I feel like where the Halloween movie started going is like you said, they were trying to keep pace with yeah. all the things that came after it. But are they trying to keep pace with like horror slasher fans? Or are they just trying to keep throwing the lasso around like the Halloween niche diehards? Like what is it? I think it's like it's the same thing that Star Wars falls into, right? Okay. Like you're trying to get new fans, but you also right. want to appease your old fans. Right. right. So the, the thing that I think with the Halloween movies, like when I when I went in Star Wars, it was the same thing. Like I just like being in the Star Wars universe. Like I just want to have fun. Right. Like right. I don't care about like, oh, that was like a throwback to this like one scene in the first movie. <laughs> like when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Right. But I'm not going for that. I'm just going to like like I went to see Michael Myers kill people. <laughs> that's right. why I went to see it. I'm like, right. that's all I want to see. Like I want to see that. I want to see the tension. I want to see the final girl beat him. Yeah, yes. Cool. That's yes. all I need. Like, I'm going for yes. that formula. Like, I don't need anything else. Right. Um, but some people I think are going like with the idea of like, I need to recapture that feeling I had when I was 13 years old and I saw this. Huh. And I was okay. scared to death. And you're never gonna have that again because you're a fucking grown-up. And the things that scare you to death right. aren't like a dude in a mask that broke out of an insane asylum because you know that most people that actually get killed get <laughs> killed by like their uncle. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ex-husband. Like, yeah. Like, you know that, like the things that are actually scary are like something happening to my family or like losing my job. Or like, or like that dude um, last year in Philly who there was like people getting out of their street with the, the snow or something. And the dude just went to his house and got a gun and fucking killed him. Yeah. Like their neighbors that were yeah. like talking shit to him. Yeah. Like that's the shit that's scary. It's not like right. a lunatic. Right. Yeah, you know, so like but, right. to me, these movies are escapism. Like, I don't care. Like, I just want to like go right. laugh, you know, right. sort of bug out on some things. And it's like I think I think the Halloween movie is too self-serious in general, like Halloween. Okay. Whereas like Friday the 13th is a much better series. Huh. Um, because it knows what it is. Like, True. you know what I mean? Like the first like four movies are like legit scary. Okay. Right. But right. then after it, it's like, it's just came. But you know what I mean? They like, mm-hmm. part six is one of the funniest like horror movies you'll ever see. Friday the 13th? Like, and, yeah, Friday the 13th, part okay. six. It's like, it's it's like pre like scream. Like it's meta. It knows what it is. It's right. poking fun at what it is. And it's right. just a good, fun movie. 
Okay. Um, you know, and then they have shit where it's like a psychic comes in and fights Jason, like with psychic powers. Jason <laughs> goes to Manhattan. Yes. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like Jason goes to space. Right. Like okay. it's just like okay. silly shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, so maybe like because they do that, they don't have those heavy expectations on it. And it, it's a much more enjoyable movie. Okay. So ready? Yeah. I'm going to compare this to Jay and Nas. Okay. All right. So there's a there's a gr- amazing quote in um that that show Mayor of Easttown right which I mm-hmm. talked about earlier today yeah every, great show. E- every scene are like yo you want to drink your Wawa coffee like it was so ridiculous um Easttown dude every house in Easttown is right where I work the most busted fucked up house in Easttown is six hundred thousand dollars okay Jesus. these are not white trash like locals this is yeah. like high end money they they just they, I don't know why they call it Easttown Easttown is a lot of money. All right, so she has a line there where she said, she says that the fucking the dude from uh, American Horror Story, she's like, you know, doing something great is overrated because then people expect that from you all the time. What they don't realize is you're just as screwed up as they are. Yeah. Wise words. So Halloween, Nas, do something right out of the box, changes everything, right? Revolutionary. Yeah. Well, now everyone's like, man, I can only go up from here, which isn't true. Jay. Yeah. Jay, Friday Thirteenth, all those other movies. Jay, we as we talked about on our show, Jay did not did do something great out of the box. No, he he retconned it and talked about it as he became a millionaire, and became a pop star, to make people think he did. Yep. But at the time, like, no one was sitting there being like, "Wow, regrets." This is the most powerful song about yeah. a drug dealer I've ever heard in my life. People yeah. were saying that about like suicidal thoughts with Big. Or they were saying about that with one love. They weren't playing fucking regrets and saying that no. shit. No one was. And, and nobody was saying who's the greatest MC, Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas. Nobody. I remember. I remember. Okay, I remember this. I will say this real quick. Um, I had an issue of Blaze magazine. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's got Method Man on the cover. And there's. And this is like right after Big died. Okay. And there was, it was one page and it had three different spaces on the page breaking down to argument who's the best yeah biggie jay-z or nas and it was like a really thing and and i remember like they quoted the, the the jay lyric you know words worth a million like i'm wrapping them through platinum teeth right and i remember at the time i was like well this is patently fucking ridiculous to even compare this guy to nas big and this is like yeah. Nine, 98 yeah but i was like it's interesting to even have his fucking picture and someone writing 300 words to even build a case right which yep. is insane however Jay didn't do something great until we talked for us on this show. It's volume three, volume three, yeah, right. But volume two is bigger than any Nas album ever made. Yep, right. And then after that, like Rock La Familia and like the singles, like Jay asserted himself early on, like you said about the Friday Thirteenth movies and Night after, Night, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like Jay was like, I'm I'm a singles guy. I'm the hot yeah. guy. I'm hot. I make it hot. Ain't no end bomb. Hot song. I'm on hot yeah. records with hot people, R&B songs, right? Yep. Um, Nas was like, I redefined the format of, like you said, East Coast rap, New York City God. Whereas Jay's like, you know, I I take this and I take this and I and it, and it runs the summer. Yep. And then five albums later, I'll do something. And then Blueprint, which everyone's like, oh, you know, it's quite a fucking opus. Well, okay, but he's always been like you know what i'm about i'm about banging this shit in your car i'm about yeah. you know what i mean and then later on when he wanted to segue out of that he's like well see i was always giving you gems about the hustler way of life and how to get out of it and you know it was it was more of like a manual for you to understand yeah. and i was like no dude you were about popping bottles making people be like i want to buy all the shit he's talking about i yep. want to buy the fucking rock aware clothes and the ace of spades champagne and go to 4040 club like i want to be this fucking guy not like man this is a smithsonian piece of art that we need to observe like i don't yeah. think people wanted to be nas i think rappers wanted to be nas yeah but i don't think regular people wanted to be nas right no Regular people want to be Jay. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a very different set of stand. But why do people want to be Jay? It's not like, well, because I have reasonable doubt. And that, that it seems my like life. it's fun to be Jay. It seems like it's fun to be Jay, right? Yeah. So when you watch, 
like the Nightmare on Elm Street shits and some of these whacked out Friday 13th you're talking about. It's just like, yeah. yo, man, yo, give us 90 minutes, have a fucking ball. Yeah, Jay-Z scream. He scream. Wow. That's a good point right there. And I think I think the curse of Nas and then this first the Halloween thing is like you said, the connection people have is to the feeling it gave them 30 to 40 years ago. But Jay doesn't give you that one connection 30 to 40 years ago. No, Jay gives you a generation of connections. Right. Then he's like, oh, here's the songs of me and Beyonce that are huge. You know what I mean? Like here's the, the, the me and Kanye songs that are huge. Yeah. Here's me popping up on fucking uh, Diamonds Are Forever remix or even with Push It, like Drug Dealer Anonymous or wherever else. Go Crazy remix. That was huge yeah. at the moment with Jeezy, right? And that's it. But there's so many of them, but it's not like this. But he'll, you know, again, he tries to tell you that and then the fucking sycophants try to run with it that he's just like that was, you know, that, that was the whole thing about the blueprint thing. I'm like, uh, did you guys never hear Supreme Clientele? Like, actually, yeah. Ghostface brought soul samples back, bro. Yeah. Like it wasn't fucking Jay Z and Rockefeller Records. It was no, Ghostface. certainly was not. It was Ghostface. And then album went platinum. So it's not like this is some like Fondalum record, just B side. We're talking no, about exactly Sony Records million dollar investment. So anyway, yeah, I think that was just that was what I was running through my head when you're talking about these pieces that don't have these standards. Like I remember no. I saw Freddie versus Jason in a the theater. I had like some sneak preview. And again, I'm not well versed in every single one of these movies at all. And I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. It's just going to be these yeah, two, fun. two polar opposite characters. It, it would be like, it would be like, uh, I'm trying to think of like other kind. It would be like, like Deadpool versus like Black Bolt from Inhumans. Yeah. His whole power is he doesn't talk. I mean, it's Watch the Throne. Right. You know, it's like. Yeah. It's Run the Jewels. There. Run the Jewels. It is Run the Jewels. Yeah. Wow. Oh, look at this. That's pretty cool. But yeah, like, and and I think the thing with Halloween and with Nas is that um, like they both have something in their collection that nobody else has. Ah. And it's the legitimate masterpiece. It is. But unfortunately for them, it was the very first thing that they ever did, and everything from then on will be compared to it. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, speaking of not being compared. Yeah. With the, ma- the, the incomparable. Man- Man of the shadows. Clock it in. What up, Castro? Clock it in very late. Shit. There we go. Oh, fucking Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. What's up, bro? What's What's up? What's going on, man? You just, we we, we did an impromptu Zilla in Alaska just hanging out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just waking up, man? Yeah, I passed out. I was trying to just take a little nap at like five. Oof. Oh, good. Oof. Sounds like you needed it. Yeah, I'm just, you know how it is. I was just zigzagging and white. Like today was like seven hours to get back Oof. here. Not bad, but it was like we had a bus from um, Providence to okay. um, to New York straight. Oh, wow. And that was after driving last night from um Manchester, New Hampshire. So we finished the show and we drove through the night from wow. New Hampshire back to Rhode Island. God. We then we did a zigzag. So we did Vermont twice, but we went to Vermont, then back down to New Haven and back to Vermont. Wow. And that was the, the venue you, you complimented the way it looked. Yeah, yeah, it looked cool as shit. And but that ended up all right. So you know how you rank when you go on tour and stuff. So that ended up being like the worst spot uh, money-wise. Mm. Okay. And um, music-wise. Okay. The, the main music was fine and clear. DJ set was loud, but somehow they plugged us in to the set and not directly into the board because our mm. stuff was like muffled. There's only time the music sounded jack. You know what oh I mean? Oh my God. Oh, that's whack. It was like, <laughs> like that. But then as soon as like Jesse was opening for us. Shout out my man Jesse the Tree. Mm-hmm. And um uh like you know what I'm saying? Like when they went back to the DJ, everything was loud and clear again. So we was like, what's going on here? Like, where are we plugged in? So then you're playing that dance of turning the music or whatever up and down on the SB404, and then you're trying to turn it up and down on your computer. 
Uh, you know what I'm saying? To try to get some type of equality there. Yeah. But it that should be taken care of with the sound people and shit. So anyway, sorry. Never mean the rim. Yeah. Well, why, well how about this? Um Castro, would, would you want to do like 15 minutes for Patreon? Yeah, we could do that. Wanna do that? All right. So how about this? So we, we did it in reverse order. We were gonna do a Castro and Alaska thing real quick for everybody. And then me and Alaska's piece is gonna be Patreon. But we haven't done just a straight up Patreon piece in a long time, only for our proud Patreon subscribers. So we're gonna wrap up this Zilla in Alaska, Halloween, Nas, Jay is Freddy, <laughs> whatever the fuck we were saying. Um, peace. And then we'll put that everywhere else. And then on Patreon, you're gonna hear me in Alaska and Castro, fresh up, fresh home from motherfucking tour, as you hear the man's voice. So we're gonna do that next. All right, thanks for tuning in. Check everybody next time. Call on culture. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>